listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. We welcome you in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. 12th of July. Hope you're doing very well. We have got a great show in front of us today. We are going to be joined by a fellow podcaster uh, up here in sunny Scotland. Uh, going to be joined by Cameron Hobbs of uh, said NFL Scotland podcast uh, just to get his thoughts on his teams, get his thoughts on how his podcast are. It's always good to have other podcasts on. Um, really enjoyed listening to some of their podcasts and we'll be going through how the conception of their podcast what they enjoy about the NFL and, like I say, some of the NFL-related stuff as well. But before we get into that, just a couple of bits to get through, both both a bit of ho- uh, housekeeping and a bit of NFL news. First up, uh, just like to announce that we have a new way of getting in touch with us on the show. It's called Voice Bite, and basically all it is is a couple of clicks uh, to get your voice heard on this show. So whether it be mailbag or it might be some questions about uh, a podcast that we'll be putting out. So you know, to coincide with this new way of getting in, in contact with us, we will be doing a Britball week at the start of August. So if you are a fan of the Bristol Aztecs, East Kilbride Pirates or North Hants Knights, uh, many others, the Essex Spartans, Sheffield Giants, Tamworth Phoenix. Um, we're also going to be having someone that um, does more of the administra- uh, administration side of the uh, Britball. This side, you know, we've got a guy Roger who is who ref- schedules the referees for those Britball games. If, if you've got any questions, you know, if you want to ask one of the coaches, or if you want to ask one of the players, or if you are a coach or a player of, of any of those teams or any other team that is in Britball, or maybe you've got a question for maybe double coverage that you want to put on. You can now do that in just a couple of clicks. So there's a couple of ways you can do it. Uh, if you look for a tweet on our social media at Full Ten Yards, there'll be some links to uh, a web page, a voice recorder. It's like a big red circle that has record on it, and you just basically click on that. It generates you, and you can just simply press and record a 15 up to a 15 second soundbite, and that will come straight into my inbox, and we can download those and play those the best ones on the show. So yeah, if you have any questions about anything Britball or you want to ask a certain coach a certain question, please get in touch with us doing that. Uh, the other way you can also do that is there is a free app, the Voice by app. And again, you can just search for the hashtag. The, the hashtag is hashtag F10YAskCoach. That's the number 10, so F10YAskCoach. And again, it's just a couple of clicks. You just press record and it's 15, up to a 15 second uh, question voice voice kind of message and that will come straight to me and like I say when the, the time comes start of August will we play the best ones of those out um, so keep your eyes peeled for those and I'll, I'll tweet that after uh, the show and throughout the next couple of weeks to try and get the best questions there uh, we also have I'm looking to sponsor the sports, the grassroots level uh, of American football looking to do a couple of competitions a pick'em competition where basically you just pick the winning team for each game of the NFL season uh, to raise some funds for uh, Hail Mary Hits who I've mentioned on the show a couple of times they reinvest uh, in the grassroots level so they try and buy uniforms and kits and flags for for different teams that are in need of those uh, but also double coverage okay you know, these guys are swamped under the, and under the cosh of the pressure of trying to cover all the different leagues and all the different teams in the UK and uh, they do a fine job at that and and again it's just about trying to get a bit more cash a bit more funds for them to do what they need to do so I'm looking to get people involved in some of those so we're doing a fantasy league so if there's any podcasters out there that is that are listening that want to get involved ideally i'd like to get this spread the word spread quite heavily so if you're a podcast and you're quite interested in your fantasy football um i can again post that on on the social media the the, the website's uh link and the blog to the con- the idea the concept of that basically it's six different leagues uh, all different flavors of the nfl everything from uh defensive players to super flexes to best ball um and just looking for 12 people there to you know all join a league and have a bit of fun but also raise some funds in the meantime so that we can you know it's, it's for a good cause at the end of the day and again we want to be we want to be bringing up the level of the standards uh, of the game over here so keep your eyes peeled for that if you say if there's anyone interested give us a shout give us a, a message on 
social media or in, indeed use the voice by app there to get in contact with us to I've got, I've got a couple of people already interested so uh, i think we want 12 altogether so there's still a few a fair few spots available so like i say if you want to get involved with that get in touch moving on to the nfl again not really much going on uh what main big story this week is lashawn mccoy um has been kind of <sighs> involved in a domestic violence allegation uh, posts on social media he's since come out and denied those but I think at the moment it's still in the investigation stage um, he was accused of beating up his wife or his girlfriend um, and beating up his kids and also uh, and his pet dog as well I think um, some quite gruesome pictures and some quite gruesome allegations to be quite honest with you uh, Sean McCoy's name certainly being dragged through excuse me straight straight through the bush there um, so, I mean, even if he comes out clean and nothing seems to happen, I think his name is, is unfortunately been tainted again. Really, really hope it's not true. Um, he's obviously coming into the twilight of his career at Buffalo. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, A, how quickly that one gets resolved and B, what the kind of outcome is with that because Buffalo, you know, need all the stars they can get. They don't have many stars at all uh, in that team. But yeah, apart from that, there's not really much going uh, much else going on uh, in the NFL. So, like I say, today's show, we're going to be joined by Cameron Hobbs of NFL Scotland, and we're going to be talking everything to you know, Britball, um, their podcast, and some NFL stuff as well. So, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Delighted to say that we are joined uh, on the line now with a fellow podcaster. Uh, I wouldn't quite call him a rival. Uh, <laughs> Not at this point yet, but certainly, there's certainly a bit of envy there. But so uh, we're we're lucky to be joined by Cameron Hobbs of uh, one one half of uh, NFL Scotland. But uh, Cameron, I do have to ask: Is it the, which half is it? Is it the Aaron Rodgers half, or is it the Brett Handley half of uh, NFL Scotland that's joining us today? <laughs> because Paul's not here, clearly I'm the Aaron Rodgers. There's no two ways about it. Clearly, um, uh, yeah. I'm the understudy, I think, to be honest. But because he's not here, he can't defend himself. So I'm going with me, Aaron. He can be Brett Hundley. Absolutely, absolutely cool. Um, yeah. So like I say, um, NFL Scotland is a podcast that you are, you co-host, and I must have, I must admit, I do I really like the the podcast because um, you know listening to it, I, I, I close my eyes and I just imagine kind of sitting in a pub in a Scottish pub somewhere. Just having a nice chat, having a nice easy chat, not easy like Sunday morning. And I compare it to my podcast, and I think you know, I my podcast feels like I'm, I've met, I've passed someone in the street, and I'm trying to get my whole life story out in five minutes before they walk the other way. But um, yeah, very much like the style of your podcast. But do you just want to give the listeners kind of an introduction about yourself, and uh, obviously your co-host and your podcast, and how that all came about. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for the compliments, first of all. I really appreciate that. Um, so myself, um, you know, my background is I'd sort of, I've worked in radio. I've got over sort of probably about 15 years experience on a number of different levels and um, started off in hospital radio and doing a lot of voluntary work. And more recently, I was working with Bower Group. So that on radio stations like Fourth One, Clyde, uh, providing football updates from around the grounds on the Soccer Saturday uh, show that we used to do. Um, it was a great experience for me, um, and ultimately I had to move on from that, so I hadn't been doing anything, and got speaking to Paul Mitchell, who most people would recognise his voice first. I would say probably one of the most recognisable voices in Scotland. Certainly, if you've listened to BBC Scotland, either TV or radio, mm. and you've watched rugby or football, chances are you've heard Paul commentate on a live game at some point. Yeah. Um, if you watch the highlight shows, you'll catch him on that. Even online, they use his voice a lot for that. So, you know, he's very recognisable, has a lot of experience um, in the industry as well. So, you know, the podcast, uh, I'll... I'll come on to how it came about, but what we're trying to do is do a good quality podcast that sort of lends itself to our broadcast experience without taking it too seriously. Yeah. Um, you, you know, what we're not trying to do is make it too informal. We don't want to make it all in jokes and things like that. What we want to do is have a, a light bite pod that we can get out regularly that, you know, we're NFL Scotland from a Scottish point of view. View, but it's not just for a Scottish audience. No. We, we're we getting really good traction. We're getting people listening from around the world, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, and really what we're trying to do is just create some decent content that talks about the game 
way that we love in a way that people hopefully enjoy listening to. Mm. Yeah, and certainly, that, I say, without without yeah. knowing, um, obviously, your background in uh, radio and broadcasting, certainly how you come across in the podcast is, say, it's very slick, it's very smooth. And uh, again, that doesn't surprise me, obviously, that you come from that background because it, it does seem so well well polished. Um, whereas I kind of gone in, I've gone in at the deep end and have none of that that kind of experience. So, so <laughs> learning is quite, it's quite good for me to listen to your podcast because certainly sometimes on the show that I when, I when I do it here I speak quite far so it's, it's just like a reminder of just to see you know who your audience is but certainly yeah it was very easy on the ear well this is it's it's an important part of a podcast I think you yeah. know I think that people will give you 10, 15 minutes and if it's kind of you know you can lose someone as much as you can gain someone in that time yeah. it's it's hard to do because it's very easy to go off on one and, you know, I naturally amongst my friends, I'm quite a ranty person and my friends, you know, I have a bit of sport with them around some of the people that I don't like and I'm sure we will cover some of that later on in this conversation. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm quite ranty. They can keep a little on that, a little bit, you know, a little bit of ranting, okay, but people are only going to listen so far. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a hard balance, you know, and it really is. And I'm learning all the time as well. And for me, it's a great opportunity to work with Paul, who's got all that experience. Yeah. Um, and every time that we sit down from a, from a presentation point of view, he is a master at his art. He really is. Um, and when we sit down and do things, he gets it right first time. Pretty much every time he's slept once or twice, and I do enjoy those moments. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> I've not yet not gone into any of the pods, but I go in and I basically pull it all together. I do the editing, um, I produce it, I pull together the scripts and the plans that we're going to do and things like that. So you know, we chat through what we want to do, and it's it's well oiled and it works well because we we've got a good relationship between the two of us, which is a big part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely, and I say certainly um, for the, for the bits that I did last year on my own, it's it's very very hard being a kind of one man band. Even the bits I've, I do like nowadays, it's it's so much easier to have someone. You don't even have to know them really, but the chemistry is very important. But you know, like I say, the content is is also just as important, um, and the back and forth just makes it that more enjoyable. And if you've got someone, you know, like yourself that likes to go on a bit of a rant or you know has an opinion, that's the whole point of a podcast to to have an opinion and to to create discussion. And I say you you, you do that you do that very well. Thank you, much appreciated. Okay, so let's so yeah, how how did you kind of get into the NFL and kind of what stirred your interest uh, in getting in, in getting into to the game? So I like so many people in the UK started watching it on Channel Four in the late eighties, but I was very young at that point and probably didn't really appreciate what was going on. The first Super Bowl that I watched um, was Super Bowl. 27 where the cowboys beat the bills 52 17 and what a game you know the <laughs> cowboys absolutely destroyed them in what is a period that the buffalo bill fans i'm sure both really enjoyed because they made super bowls but also kind of want to forget mm -hmm. as well yeah um my sister went over to dallas and worked as an au pair for a couple of months and came back with some dallas cowboys merchandise at that time so i i was never a dallas cowboys fan but you know it was that was the team that i'd seen the most of and i think to be honest, if you watched in the 80s, the, the teams that you saw on the TV most were the Cowboys, the Niners, the Bears and the Raiders, really. Yeah. Yeah. They were the ones, the Dolphins as well. They were the teams that were at the forefront. And they, you know, I think you find that most people who got into the game at that time tend to follow one of those teams. Mm. Lost touch with it for a good number of years, to be honest, as well. Didn't have Sky Sports for a long time. Um, and then kept an eye on it, you know, sort of touched in and out, knew who the Super Bowl winners were and stuff like that but didn't really sit down and watch the games and then it was in um, 2012 it was Jerome Simpson's touchdown for the Bengals against the Cardinals where he flipped over Darrell Washington into mm. the end zone mm -hmm. and I was sitting in a pub it was on um, Christmas Eve and I was sitting in a pub it was on in the background I was designated driver for the night and the chat by this point had kind of degenerated into nonsense so I wasn't <laughs> really paying much attention and this caught the you know in the corner of my eye and I just thought wow that's amazing um, and I thought do you know what I really must get back into the NFL and from then I, I pretty much have cool. um, I've embraced it all the rest of the way and haven't 
look back and you know I would now list it as my number one sport. It is the sport that I will watch above all others, including all the sports in in the UK as well that I've traditionally covered and followed over the years. Mm. So so yeah, yeah. No, I certainly echo those those thoughts as well. I say NFL is is I live and die by NFL now. I mean Premier League football. Obviously, you can tell by my Scottish accent. I'm from England. Um, <laughs> but and like I said, going back to the TV of listening to um, the, the, you know the recognisable voice. Obviously, I'm, I'm still getting. A, I've only been in Scotland for a year, but I'm still trying to adjust to you know switching on BT score, uh, B, uh, BBC sc- uh, final score, and not having the English game primarily there. But yeah, um, yeah no, certainly NFL is is a game that I love. And even in the off season, like we are now, right in the lull of just before training camps, you know, certainly the podcast helps with that and doing you know early mock drafts and that kind of stuff. But certainly the podcast just helps me kind of keep switched on during the off season and just you know it just comes out the, the passion comes out of me and like I say I'm sure from from your podcast as well it, it just enhances the enjoyment totally and I think you know we launched the podcast right at the end of last season yeah and um, we really did it it was actually after the Glasgow NFL road show so I had been speaking to Paul before Beforehand, I've known Paul for a while. I'd known he was an NFL fan, but kind of floated to him at the start of the year saying, we should do a podcast. And he went, yes, we should. That's a great idea. And it really came from that. Mm-hmm. So we're right at the end of the season and we launched it at that point thinking, mm, this is a funny time to be doing it. But actually it gave us that chance to maybe fine tune and hone in what we were going to be all about. Absolutely. We managed to do a couple of shows that had great content at a time where people are listening to uh, and listening to podcasts and you know, talking about the NFL, which was great. So it gave us that initial audience that we could sort of tap into, mm. get some initial feedback. And then over the, the summer, you know, don't get me wrong, there's been a couple of weeks where you're thinking, geez, you know, it's slim pickings. Yeah. And Paul alluded to this on a, on, a pre, on a recent episode where, you know, some of the stories are like, geez, you know, who's the best um, fantasy uh, quarterback? We don't talk fantasy football, we're talking made-up character. Um, <laughs> you know, who's been the best quarterback? We're talking Flash Gordon. Joe Falco from the replacements, you know, is that kind of conversation. <laughs> yeah. The NFL is both brilliant and terrible at it. You know, some of this stuff, someone joked, you know, um, the best bathrooms in the NFL, one through 32 power <laughs> rankings. Actually, yeah. someone else said, do you know what? I'd watch that. Yeah. And they're right. You would watch it because yeah. that's fascinating, but it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. We love the game and we're desperate for content. So that was, you know, a lot of the ground in which this podcast was we enjoy talking about it we're getting towards the end of the season we didn't want to stop talking about it so we thought right let's do this podcast let's run it through the summer let's see what we get um, and we've been really lucky we've been really pleased that the, the feedback we've been getting the numbers of downloads that we're getting stayed strong um, we've grown as the as the time's gone on at a period where we're in the off season so we're really going to start building up and we're taking July off at the moment just for holidays but we're planning to come back in August and intend to go weekly so we are planning to do a weekly show um, and talk about the games every single week as they come in. We've got big plans as well for, for next year. There's a lot of things in the works, so we're really trying to grow things. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, like like say, this time in the season is perfect for, you know, finding what works, what doesn't work, the content that you kind of want to, you know, you, you got as a podcast, you've got to have an identity, you've got to know, you know, when your listeners are tuning in, they kind of, kind of got to know what they're going to be getting. Um, but also got kind of have a, a wild card in there as well. And, you know, it's, that's the whole fun of, of tuning in I mean I listen to five or six seven different podcasts and they all offer different things but again it gives you just a well-rounded view are there any podcasts out there that you, you that you listen to so I tend to listen to I listened I've listened to a couple of yours and there's the the football podcast that um I've listened to a couple of theirs as well it's good to see what other people in Scotland are doing yeah and um, when it comes to the UK inside the huddle I do like to listen to uh, I, I love Jeff Reinbold I think he's absolutely brilliant I think Neil Reynolds as well is really good and Neil Reynolds gets a really hard time I don't totally understand it I think he works really hard and I think that you know now that he's presenting as well he's into his groove and um, I think he makes him a, a, a really good presenter I think he was a good pundit but I think he's excelling now so I do listen to theirs um Nat Coombs podcast as well regularly listen to that with Matt Carlson yeah. um I'm interested to see what different people are doing when it comes to the states inside the um Sorry, Around the League is the one that everyone listens to. But the Dave Damashek podcast I really enjoy as well. Mm. Uh, I think the Dave Damashek podcast was probably the first NFL podcast I listened to and enjoyed it because Dave had that good balance of sort of nonsense humour as well as a bit of a serious chat in there as well. And I'm not I'm not the sort of person who really drills down to the complete X and O's. Um, I 
can to an extent, but you know, I quite like the light-hearted chat. Uh, and I think it's the same when I look for content in other sports as well. It's the light-hearted, informal chat, but structured and good content. I think that's what I'm really looking for. Yeah, I mean, so old ones I listen to, say again, very varied. I mean, just to, to touch on your point there about Neil Reynolds, I mean, he's not really for me. I I'm, I was much more of a fan of Kevin Cadle. I know he's not, yeah. he's not as obviously really in the same league. It might be because he was American, God bless his soul. Um, but again, even before him, Nick Calling, I don't know if you remember it going back that far. Yes. Uh, Nick Calling, I think he went on to do boxing at some point. But kind of because I grew, when I grew up first watching it, watching him and, and Kevin Cadle, I kind of I, I just. New Reynolds isn't for me, um, but uh, you know it's just yeah. it's just the way it is, and you know, some people prefer yeah. watching the American like the Game Pass stuff, uh, which is all fine as well. Yes. You know, there's going to be network NFL networks or CBS, NBC, the people that prefer certain commentaries. It's similar to that. It just depends on what what your style is. I just find New Reynolds is just not not my flavour. But you know, it, it takes he's obviously doing well enough that, that he's in his position that he is. So. But we'll um, yeah. we'll go from there. So obviously, yeah, no, very. He's um, in a position we'd all like to be in, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. I think there's that as well. Yeah. We're all like, I could do em- that. Envy. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I definitely think I could give it a go. Em- yeah, just yeah, it's probably it's probably just uh, jealous with with envy and uh, yeah and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, talking talking of envy, yeah, I say your numbers um, are, are very good, and I say your your following is you've got a very good following already, and uh, you know you've had some really good guests on there as well. Some of the guests that you've had, I'm very envious of. Obviously, you've had the I think there's the Edinburgh Wolves quarterback. You've had. Um, Pro Football Focus guy, I think was on uh, was, was on as well, and also you've had uh, STV's Jamie Borthwick. So yeah, very um, yeah, very high high, yeah. high profile guys. And I suppose that that helps the, ex- the ex- exposure with, you know, that's that's kind of the end goal for for podcasters like yourself and, and me. Absolutely, and we we've been lucky with that. And that's one of the things that I'm very active in doing is I'm looking for opportunities to speak to people. You know, yeah, we've had Jamie in from STV News a couple of times. We've had Ian Stevens that writes for the Sunday Mail. He was brilliant, really knowledgeable. Callum Carson came in as well, a Vikings fan. He added a lot. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll name check a few if you're already. Jody Jameson, who we had, he's a, a, a podcaster himself for a number of different podcasts. Mm. Eagles fan Angus Coots as well, who was more a, a local guy, a tour guide, but. Um, a bit of a budding stand-up comic as well. He was really interesting to have on. Mm. And then we've had other people as well. We had Duncan Terry, who writes for 99 Yards. Um, we've also had Chris Lawton, who writes for 99 Yards, but he came on about the CFL, the Canadian Football yep. League. Yeah, Claire De Bear, we've done something with her in a competition, which is great. Yep. And then, yeah, like you say, we had Jamie Morrison from the Wolves, Gordon Wallace from the Pirates, and they've been great. Um, more recently, I think you know we had... The, Two chats now with David Ajabo. Yes, yeah. Who's a young guy, you know, Nigerian born, but grew up in Scotland, grew up in Aberdeen, considers himself to be Scottish, moved over to New Jersey to play basketball. It didn't work out for him. And someone said, go play football, give that a try. He went to it completely new, uh, became a defensive end just because that's what he was good at rather than what he wanted to do. And now he's going to be going to Michigan University in 2019 to work with Jim Harbaugh. Yep. Uh, the guy's story is absolutely unreal. It's fascinating, <clears throat> and he, but a really nice kid as well. Eighteen years old. Spoken to him a few times, and just a lovely guy who's got the right attitude, really determined. And I'm really excited to see where his career goal yeah. uh, goes on from here. We've also had Cam Craig, who was originally from Glasgow, uh, currently now in Southampton, but he's been offered a professional contract to go and play for the Las Vegas Cobras, who are going to be the professional um, arena league in Las Vegas, brand new team starting next year. Yeah. So absolutely brilliant for him. He's also had to deal with being dyspraxic, which affects movement and mm. coordination. Yeah. So he's battled that as well. And just great stories and people want to hear great stories and these yeah. are the sort of guys that would never come close to making a ripple on some of these big NFL podcast shows yeah. so for us we want to try and give the local game the local people an opportunity as well as talking about the great game you know the the shining beacon when it comes to American football which is the NFL yeah no I, I certainly agree and I, I certainly one thing that I've I've found from doing podcasts and chatting to people is how much actually there's quite a decent following on in Britball um, over here and obviously like you say David Ajabo obviously he's, he's gone over to Michigan now and people are, will root for, for guys over here to do as well as they can but they're also you know they're, they're fully behind their teams that they support and you know even if they don't really have a like myself I don't really have a, an NFL Britball team I'm, I just quite happily go and watch the, the, the East Kilbride Pirates or you know this weekend I'm going to go and watch yeah. the Clive Valley Blackhawks um, but yeah it's very very, very passionate fans in general and you, you'll find that obviously you know they like the NFL as well and it's good to have a kind of a side conversation but they, there's a lot of them out there that, that like Britball Brit first 
Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, one of the quick, what, not the biggest number, but one of the fastest downloaded podcasts we've ever done is we did a very brief bonus podcast that previewed the Scottish Derby when the Pirates came through to Edinburgh uh, and the two sides met. Yeah. And for downloads, it was the it was the fastest to hit triple figures of all of the podcasts that we've had. Hmm. Um, and the uptake was brilliant. Uh, the feedback that we got from some people on the back of that was, please give us more of this. Yeah, so yeah. we've tried to encompass that. You know, at that point, we'd already had Jamie Morrison on twice, which was great. But it's something that we're definitely keen to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll be working with the Wolves, with the Pirates. We want to engage with all of the teams. And while we might not dedicate a huge chunk of a show to it, we will absolutely, as a bare minimum, let people listening know some of the stories coming out of these teams. You know, yeah. we've got the fact that the Aberdeen Roughnecks have just won their division yeah. so far and beaten absolutely brilliant. You know, a fairly new team that have set up and like all new teams started with, you know, struggling a bit, but have very quickly become a very good established team and are into the playoffs, have a very good chance to obviously come up a level, which is absolutely brilliant. So, mm. you know, we wanted to congratulate them. Yeah. Um, the Pirates have had a tougher season. They've been relegated, sadly, but you know we'll absolutely continue to back them as well, share the news, and get them involved. You know, hopefully they'll be back up into that Premier Division in no time, and we get our Scottish Derby back because that was a great game in front of a great crowd um, at Meggett Land in Edinburgh, which is a brilliant facility as well. So mm-hmm. we want to have more of that. Get people along talking about our game in the UK as well as. Um, the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I say I echo those, all of those thoughts that you said there, Cameron. Um, I say I'm, what I'm doing in in August. I said at the top of the show uh, before we got you on is that in the start of August I'm doing a, a Britball week on the on the podcast. So I've got about I've got about seven different teams up and down the country. Uh, I've got some coaches coming on, and you know we're going to get all the players to ask the coaches questions. But I'm also looking at doing some competitions to raise funds for double coverage um, and some other groups that look to reinvest into the grassroots game because it's something, you know, the passion is is getting ever stronger and it's just something I want to do and it's something I want to see grow. Um, And it's just something that I love... I'd love to be a part of and you know, say if I can help in any way, even if it's just a case of just getting a kit for a new team or just getting you know flags for a flag team, that kind of stuff. It's just something that I kind of want to get going. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Britball Week um, on, the, on the podcast start of August. So. Yeah, good. I'll look forward to that as well. And I think that's great that people are doing things like that. These teams are dependent on it. Hmm. I worked for the Edinburgh Wolves for a couple of years, helping them out with website, social media. I did the tournament at the stadium. I actually um, got to the point where we nearly got disqualified uh, because the referee who was, I can't remember who we were playing, but the referee on that day said that I wasn't allowed to be biased towards any team on the tannoy and that I had to stop immediately or the Wolves would be disqualified. I was like, my goodness, I've never had that in my life. That is shocking. I used to do the Tannoy, uh, and I actually still do from time to time, at Spartans Football Club, which is a non-league team in Edinburgh that played our football. Um, and through that, you know, we had a couple of big profile games in the Scottish Cup and I actually got invited on to Off the Ball, which for anyone that doesn't know is a BBC Scotland sort of magazine radio show um, that's a bit lighthearted and informal. Um, and I got invited there on there as a guest and spent the whole time going, what am I doing here? <laughs> I did not deserve to be on this radio show. I was on there with Frank McAvenny, who, again, if anyone doesn't know, is a pretty famous Celtic player. Yeah. So, so, you know, I was in I was in a luscious um, uh, company that's for sure but you know the wolves any, any help that they can get and i know that's the same for every single team i would encourage anyone as well that is a fan go along and see the teams um when i started going to the wolves games there was a few mismatches but some of the games were absolutely brilliant mm. and over the years i've been able to see them really grow as well so jamie um morrison's a player who was just starting out as a quarterback when i first started going so i've seen him progress and take his team from the lower Scottish divisions right up into the Premier League and they're now playing at top level in the UK mm. which is absolutely brilliant it's been a great journey yeah I mean, yeah, we had um, the uh, Manchester Titans quarterback uh, Sam, Sam uh, Bloomfield on a couple of weeks ago and it was it was so for me obviously new to the Britball kind of scene it was such a, an eye opener for you know what goes into it off the field you know the time that they have to put in obviously you know it, it shows on the field because they're they're one of the better teams in the country but um yeah certainly certainly eye-opening for me and i say if if, if you listeners out there have not 
gone to a Britball game yet. Just get just get along, even if it's a NFC, you know, a, a, a Division Two South game like the Clive Valley that I'm going on on Sunday. Um, just get along because it's it's passionately passionately supported. It's well refereed. It's you know respectful. It's played in good spirits, and it's, it's you know it's a good it's a good uh, couple of hours out. Um, you know, doing something that you enjoy watching. So, and it's certainly a good filler for the NFL season on you know, where it is at the moment in you know the lull of the off season and before training camp. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with all of that. Cool. So, uh, so what's the, so look, before we, we move on to to fantasy football or the um, the NFL in in general, what's what's kind of the end goal for NFL Scotland and, and maybe yourself? You know, you're looking obviously just to grow for now, and do you, do you kind of have a, a ceiling that you want to hit or achieve, or are you happy with how things are now, or yeah, you know, what 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 are the plans for NFL Scotland? So I think at the moment what we're looking to do is continue to grow. We want to make sure that the podcast continues to be a quality production that people are listening into. You know, we're regularly looking for feedback and that's something we want to continue to do. Like say, we're going to try and go weekly during the season and see what the uptake is there. We are planning to do some things during the season as well. Um, You know, we're hoping to run competitions. We've already run a couple, but we are looking to get something where we can try and get more people engaged on a regular basis. We are potentially looking at doing a live event as well. So something not dissimilar to the NFL roadshows, not quite with the caliber of people, unfortunately. <laughs> We've not quite got the budget for that. But um, what we are trying to do is get something organized. Probably going to be Edinburgh, first of all. And at the moment, we're looking at week one of the NFL season, uh, where we try and get a venue, get some people along, get a bit of a fans forum and get people talking about the game uh, and then get everyone to stay back and watch the NFL games as they kick off week one. Mm. So, you know, we're working on that over July and we would like to be in a position where by the end of this month, we'll hopefully be announcing what those plans are and hopefully get a really good crowd of people along and have a little bit of an NFL part to kick mm. it all off. So we're also lining up a number of future guests. Uh, we've spoken to a few people that we've got lined up, um, including a couple of former Scottish Claymores that we're hoping to speak to at some point over the coming months. Nice. And then into the season as well. What we want to try and do is get people involved in the game, get some people interviews from the States, but also get people from Scotland who are NFL fans, maybe people from different disciplines, different sports, and talk about how they and their sport look to the NFL and what they think of the NFL because we think that make really interesting content as well. Mm, very nice and good, good set of teasers there for uh, <laughs> for all the listeners. Well, this is it. I don't want to say too much nice. just now. I don't want to give away, give away the game and everything's still in planning mode at the moment. You know, we've got to take the opportunity right now while we can to put some things in flight. Um, so fingers crossed, people people if, if people engage with these things as well, we'll keep doing it. Yeah, and I think that's how these things will work. You know, if we put something on and people want to do it, brilliant. If we yeah. put something on and people don't want it, then that's fine. We'll learn from it and we won't do it again. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it, we want to put something out there that people will engage with. And as long as people do, we absolutely will continue to do it. Yeah, I mean, certainly one thing I've learned with with guests and trying to organise things is don't don't confirm on social media that you're getting a guest on for them them not to turn up. So that's the that's one takeaway. <laughs> that one takeaway I've, I've certainly had. That's- that's why I'm not naming names. <laughs> we've got um, a couple of... Uh, fair, I would say we've got two fairly big names potentially lined up, but I'm not saying names because yeah. they might not do it. They might change their mind. Um, and that's it. We're always working on this. You yeah. know, we're, we're trying to reach out to people. Um, myself and Paul are actually going on a trip to the States in November, oh, and we'll try and get some content while we're out there as well. Very good. Um, you know, We're going to both be at some of the, the games down uh, Wembley this year. So again, we'll be there with microphones trying to get any content that we possibly can get. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very good. Very very shrewd on the uh, non-confirmation of, of those guests there. But let's um, let's move on then. So let's talk, let's talk the big game itself. So the NFL, obviously, you you are a 49ers and Jags fan, and in in your honour for the uh, appearance on the podcast, I've got a 49ers jersey on as well. Um, Mr. Colin Colin Kaepernick, I've got I've got on my back. So what? Um, right. Why why the Jags? Why the 49ers? So the 49ers is my team first and foremost. I've got three tops. I've got a Crabtree top. I've got a Bowman top. But as soon as I pretty much got them, they both left. So I bought a third top with my own name on the back because I was getting <laughs> sick of buying tops for players that left the club. Yeah. Um, I went, again, I, I watched the league for a while, but I was um, in San Francisco as part of my honeymoon and fell in love with the city. It's a lovely place, uh, it's a lovely really place. Really Loved the vibe out there. Thought it was absolutely superb. I'd been leaning towards being a Niners fan anyway. Um, and pretty much the trip out there made me 
it sealed the deal. Yeah. Uh, put it that way. Mm. After sealing the deal with my wife, I sealed the deal with my football team. So there you go. <laughs> you know, uh, two for one. Um, <laughs> did you? Did you? And, when um, you were in San Francisco, when did you go to San Francisco? Was that sorry? When did you? When did you go to San Francisco? When was that? So I was in San Francisco in 2012. Okay. When I went to San Francisco, it's a, it's an absolutely beautiful place when the sun is shining. Did, did you um, ever get scared by the homeless guy out of the bush? Do you, do you ever know? Do you know what that's about? There's a guy. There's a famous guy in no. San Francisco who would scare people out of the bush, but he was homeless, so they, no one could really do anything about it. <laughs> I just wondered if that there was, was a just lot me. Of homeless people in San Francisco. <laughs> there are. I mean, yeah. I would say there was a lot, and, and there was a mix of people who were clearly not very well versus those people who actually had a bit of a sense of humour. Mm with it um, and we're trying to do something positive it's most unusual um, I have to say that um, my my family life my mum used to work with uh, in a homeless clinic in the grass market in Edinburgh so when I was young you know if ever I saw my mum at work there was always homeless people there so mm. it's people that I'm used to being around yeah. and I'm not put off by them as such but it is quite eye-opening in San Francisco it yeah. really is quite unusual to see such a concentration of people in that situation yeah. um, and then you know you go around other parts of America and it definitely is not as prevalent no so yeah no. It's certainly I, interesting I read a, I read a report but, um, I think it was online I read actually a report where a six-figure salary is in San Francisco is actually considered a fairly low salary anything under under a hundred thousand uh, dollars a year is actually considered low and it's quite start, it's quite um, eye-opening really but that, you know, I suppose that makes sense with all the you know the high amount of homelessness yeah, absolutely. Um, but like you say, a beautiful city when the sun is shining. Um, beautiful as well when the fog's there. There's a lot of similarities mm. between it and Edinburgh yeah. in that sense. Um, you know, we, we are both cursed by the har on the nice summer's day, but when the sun shines in the t- two cities, it's uh, it's beautiful out across the bay. Mm. So, um, yeah, fell in love and um, been an absolute 49ers fan ever since. Nice. And, and uh, the, so, yeah, the Jags, do you say that you were a Jags fan first, though? Uh, no, 49ers first, so my Jags, I've kind of adopted the Jags, and the reason for that is the first NFL game I ever went to was the Niners-Jags at Wembley okay. in 2013, yep. and the Jags got absolutely horsed, mm. you know, 42-10, the Niners were all over them, and over the years, I've been, uh, I've gone to the Wembley games, because I want to embrace the game while it's here, and I've been at every single Jags game that they played, with the exception of 2016, when they beat the Colts. So I saw them get destroyed by the Niners. I saw them get destroyed by the Cowboys. Um, and then I went back for year three, and they beat the Bills in that 34-31 game. And it was brilliant. What a it game. It was absolutely superb. Yeah. And I kind of, at that point, felt, do you know what? I found myself rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars here. <laughs> um, and I think it's one of those things, maybe it's the Scotsman in me that just used to following someone that doesn't win all that often, but... Um, seeing them sort of rise through the ranks and seeing the way that they've gone around their business. They've had a number of years of making maybe some poor choices, but from about three, four years ago, the rebuild really started and they've continually added quality pieces at different parts. Mm. Um, Now, you can ask the questions about Blake Bortles either way, but there's not many people go to Pittsburgh and score 45 points. So he's got the capabilities, whether or not he can do it enough and frequently and consistently enough to be a regular starter for the Jags. I think this is a big season for him. So what I've kind of done is, you know, the Niners is my team, um, and it's worked well because the last couple of years, the Niners have absolutely sucked. So the Jacksonville Jaguars have given me something to just go, oh, well, I'll, I'll jump on that bagging, uh, bandwagon for yeah. a while, as they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I've enjoyed the experience, you know, and it's, we look at 2017, I went down to the Jags game, and they beat the Ravens 44-7, yeah. and they absolutely decimated. That was a, a tonking, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Oh, it was unreal. It was absolutely unreal. Mm. And, you know, what a great team they put together. It's feisty, it's young, it's got an edge to it, but it's not too edgy. Um, and they're exciting to watch. So, you know, I've kind of embraced them, adopted them as my as my wee team, as we say in Scotland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but my AFC team certainly would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a, yeah, Jacksonville certainly more a more trendy pick nowadays. And I say I certainly remember the Alan Hearns touchdown in the corner of the end zone against the Bills uh, to win. I think it was to win the game actually that one. Um, it was. It was, well, it I think that's one of the one of the international series highlights. I think if you have shown a highlight reel. But yeah, no, Jacksonville. I just wanted to run a few Jacksonville things. Uh, Jacksonville things past you. Like so, obviously you mentioned there Blake Bortles. 
Um, were you surprised in the draft they didn't assess the quarterback situation? I mean, obviously, Blake Bortles is fairly cheap enough this year. Um, I just wonder, you know, a couple of people that I spoke to were a bit surprised they didn't do anything really quarterback-wise. I know they, I think they picked one later on in the in the draft this year. Was it Tanner Tannerly? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't and, necessarily expect a lot from Tannerly, to be honest, looking at his accuracy in college. And it's hard to say when they're at a sort of mid-level college or a lower or level in college how, you know, there's a lot going on there that's more than the numbers tell you. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I guess I am surprised. Um, I wonder, though, whether or not they'll just keep an eye out and see what quarterbacks are released. So if they yeah. look at situations like um, the Jets, we, you've got three quarterbacks who are all going to be vying for a number one slot there. Yeah. And there's no way that they're going to keep all three. You know, um, Teddy Bridgewater is the one for me that is an interesting one because if, if he can stay fit, I actually think he's the best quarterback of the three. Yeah. But the, there is big questions over his fitness. Mm. So if he's a player that they think, mm, do you know what, we're not sure, what a perfect player to pick up and put behind Bortles. Yeah. I'm sure that Teddy would like to be somewhere that he's got a chance to succeed if he's got any chance at all. Um, and then if something happens to Blake, they've got someone that can step in and do something mm. um, and actually add an, add an edge, but also add some competition to Blake. I think that, yeah. you know, you get that, um, it's kind of like goalkeeper syndrome when it comes to our football, where if you've got an established number one and nobody behind them, yeah. you know, there's no threat there for them losing their position. Yeah. Sometimes some of the NFL teams can be a bit like that, you know. And I get it, situations like in uh, New England, uh, behind Tom Brady, you've got Brian Hoyer. Oh, you can hear the disdain in my voice <laughs> as I even say his name. Um, but, you know, to, to give up Jimmy Garoppolo and put in Brian Hoyer, if something happens to Brady, I've not got much faith in Brian Hoyer getting that team home. No. I think that's a very unique set of circumstances that allows Tom Brady to thrive. Mm. And I'm not sure that Brian Hoyer could do the same thing in that area. Yeah, so, so, you know, there's interesting things like that. And I wonder whether the Jags might just keep an eye out, see what comes out when the you know when the squads start getting cut down, the rosters are coming down, um, and see if they can pick up someone at that point. Yeah, I certainly agree. I mean, my, my rebuttal to some people's uh, surprise about their lack of quarterback kind of interest in the draft was that you know, like you say, Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's on a, a one-year five hundred thousand uh, dollar deal or a million dollar deal. It's quite cheap to get out of if the the Jets want to do something stupid. But certainly, I, I think another one that you can probably add to that mix is Tyrod Taylor. You know, if um, Yes. The, the Browns uh, kind of get itchy feet with Baker Mayfield sitting there and you've got all the fans clamouring after Baker Mayfield and they say to Tyrod Taylor, you know, we don't want you anymore. The, the, you know, He's certainly someone I could see thriving in Jacksonville or at least give Blake Bortles a run for his money. But I think I certainly think Blake Bortles is not there this time next season. Um, you know, Because yeah. I think ne- next year's contract is he's, he's a, he's a bigger hole to try and get out of in terms of cap hit. Um, so, yeah, it'd be quite interesting. I think another one that was branded around last year was Eli Manning. Uh, of the Giants yes. and obviously Tom Coughlin is in is in Jacksonville so everyone was kind of putting the matching the dots there and kind of coming up with a with an assumption but to, yeah certainly the the quarterback situation is interesting because also on the other side of the ball the defense at some point these defensive players have to get paid as well so it's going to be a very interesting um, you know to see how this is going to play out and what what they kind of do and try and get keep everyone happy. Indeed, and it's a challenge that they've got to do. So they've got that limited window where they need to try and win now yeah. um, and I guess the one concern that you maybe have uh, if you're if you're a Jacksonville fan is on the offensive options um, at wide receiver now obviously they did well last year without Alan Robinson but Alan Robinson goes out and Dante Moncrief comes in on, on actually not much less money than Allison, Al, Allison, Alan <laughs> Robinson got really uh, Dante Moncrief did not have a particularly good season last right. year right. though still young has the attributes Marquise Lee's been carrying injuries. There's a couple of players in there as well that showed moments of burst. But actually, both the teams that I follow, um, and actually what you're probably doing there with both teams is you're looking to your tight ends. You've got Kittle in San Francisco, who looked like a little bit of a red zone threat. Um, and you've got Austin Safarian Jenkins, who, if, can, if he can keep his head screwed on, is definitely a threat in the red zone. Yeah. So the tight end in the red zone threat is probably where both teams are going to be looking at. Mm. Um, obviously, the Jags have got Leonard Fournette, and he is an absolute monster. Um, the Niners, one of the areas that I'm probably most concerned about, I, I like the Jarek McKinnon pickup. I think he works well in a Shanahan scheme, but Matt Breda behind him does not give a lot of depth. No. And that, for me, is an area of concern. And 
I think it's an area that San Francisco have to address. Again, possibly a couple of players come out when rosters start to get cut and whether they go and get a, a sort of veteran back. I mean, even saying that, you've you still got DeMarco Murray sitting there. Yeah. Um, but whether they pick someone up uh, to, to put in behind Jarek McKinnon, because my worry would be if you put too much load on him, you break them and you end up then with Matt Brady as your number one run back for a large part of the season. That's yeah. definitely not a situation that you want to be in. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, just to, to go back onto your Jacksonville point, I think, yeah, it's, it's very much a crowded backfield. I think one, maybe one or two of those you might see go by the wayside. I was very surprised about the Dante Moncrief uh, signing. I think it was, was it one year, 10 mil? I think it was something, something crazy like that. That's yeah, a, bit of a, bit of a bit of a surprising one. I mean, this is, a you know, for fantasy, I'm kind of talking about here, but this is going to be a run first offense. It's going to be just fun all day long. Um, and like I say, I think, I think quite a lot of people are sleeping on uh, Safarian Jenkins. And I was actually surprised to learn that he's still only about 24, 25 years old. It, it seems like he's been in the year, in the league for about a decade. Um, but he could be there. For, I think he signed a two-year yeah. deal, uh, which was also quite pricey. Um, I think they signed someone else as well, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not the. I think maybe what Jacksonville have gone for is they've got a crowded wide receiver, wide receiver group, and then just to see, you know, you go, you've got the competition aspect there, and maybe one or two step up, and then they use those one or two going forward. But um, yeah, Marquise Lee had a signed a massive, a massive deal as well, so I'd assume he'd probably get first chance or first look. I think Marquise Lee's got to be your number one receiver for sure. Yeah. I think that the only thing with Dante Moncrief is they're probably looking at his 26 season, uh, sorry, 2016 season, yeah. um, where he scored seven touchdowns. You know, he was a threat, and he's young as well. He's only 24, mm. um, six foot two, so he's got attributes. Like I say, he's got ability there, but he had Andrew Luck throwing to him, um, and he's now got Blake Bortles throwing to him, and we saw last season when he had Jacoby Brissett thrown to him, that he just was not the same player. Nah. Nowhere near. Um, and, you know, fine, his average was good, but it was a couple of big plays rather than anything else. It, it really wasn't anything to write home about. Nah. Um, he was coming on to a game 2016 season. He was injured for a bit. That felt to be his, his good point, but he didn't quite come back. So it's a roll of the dice from the, the Jags on that one. I can see what they see in him. And Moncrief, from a fantasy point of view, is a player that I've had on my teams previously because I've thought there's definitely an upside to him. But, yeah, I think they definitely are lacking that big, strong, number one standout receiver. Um, although I'm sure Marcus Lee would be quick to tell me that he's the guy and I need worry not. Yeah, yeah Moncrief, Moncrief um, is, is a player that I've usually always avoided uh, in fantasy. He's not a guy that strikes me to get a lot, a lot of separation. And like you say, he's, he needs kind of an accurate quarterback to kind of force it in that tight window for him to get it. But, you know, the, yeah, like I say, there's upside there and he's still got a couple of years left uh, quite certainly in him. So being quite interesting to see, you know, on a one-year pr- kind of prove-it deal, how he kind of performs and how that kind of shapes out. But again, the only player I'm really interested in is Fournette if you're, if you're a, fantasy, a fantasy guy. But um, before we before we kind of go into fantasy football, is there any like, teams for, for next season like you might be a you know, su- surprise package or a team to kind of underwhelm? Have you got any of those that you kind of fancy or don't fancy at all? Yeah, so I think the two the two surprise packages for me, and I guess one of them's not going to be a surprise. Um, one of them's the Chicago Bears. I think the Chicago Bears are going to be a lot better than people thought. Uh, I thought I saw a lot from Trubisky last year that was positive in a team that had no options. I mean, my goodness me, he had Terry <laughs> Cohen and he had Howard, and that was about it. Marcus you know, There really was nobody to throw it to. <laughs> um, so the Bears, for me, are an interesting one. I think that they've definitely upgraded their offense. I think their defense looked good at times last year. Fine, they've got a young um, quarterback, but I think there's a lot of promise there. The other one, if we're, so that's my NFC surprise package. My AFC pri- surprise package is the Texans. Now, again, why I say it's not really much of a surprise is you think about the Texans, you think, oh, brilliant. You know, they had a good year last year, but no, they didn't. You know, they finished second bottom of the AFC. Um, only the Browns did worse in the AFC than the Texans. So, you know, they, they definitely tanked after um, Deshaun Watson got injured. Mm. They really struggled. Um, and injuries are going to be key to that. Yeah, I think if they can keep everybody fit, they have probably got the biggest uplift from where they were last season to where they could finish this season. Mm-hmm. I think they are a very exciting team. I, w- I really hope Deshaun Watson comes back the player that he was, and it's odd saying that from a, a Jags rival, but they were so entertaining to watch. 
the way that he was slinging the ball around was just absolutely fantastic. And again, a weird one as well, um, because I'm a Jags and Niners fan, one of the best games I watched last year was the Texans-Seahawks, um, yeah. when the Texans went up there and gave them a really good game. Now again, there's, I can't believe I'm saying that a game in which the Seahawks won is one of the games I enjoyed the most, but actually, from a pure footballing point of view, it was brilliant. Yeah. It was absolute end-to-end slobber knocker. It was tremendous. Uh, so I was really gutted to see uh, Deshaun Watson go down. Um, so I think they're the surprise packages for this year. For teams to fall back, obviously the Buffalo Bills on the AFC. I think they made the playoffs. They scraped the playoffs. I'm a big Tyrod Taylor fan. I think he's a massively underrated quarterback. Um, obviously, the stuff that's coming out about uh, LaShawn McCoy, the, the, the allegations that have been put against him, if true, are massively severe and appalling. Yeah. Um, if not true, then shocking that these are put against him when they're not true. Um, and you know, I'm sure that everyone will want to get that sorted out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the Bills will be the one team to fall back for mm-hmm. sure. I think even the question marks at quarterback, AJ McCarron, um, and Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen. I don't think is ready. AJ McCarron. I'm not even sure is ready either. So I think they've got a big problem there. Um, on the NFC sides, obviously the Seahawks have lost a load of people. Losing Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman's a big loss to them. Mm-hmm. I worry. You know, there's only so long that Russell Wilson can continue to run around and evade people. Um, sooner or later, they're going to figure out how to catch him and when they do he could be in some trouble especially with that Rams defense in the division this year but the one that I think could fall back because I think that it so much pins on one player is the Carolina Panthers obviously made the playoffs this year but if Cam Newton has a head down year they'll struggle they'll Mm. really struggle Um, again lack of options Um, gave away Jonathan Stewart who's a big bowling ball back that allowed McCaffrey that space they put in CG Anderson who's not quite the bowling ball that Stewart was so McCaffrey now is going to be a target. DJ Moore is an exciting player coming out of college, but again, they gave up Kelvin Benjamin, who was a big, strong receiver, and I worry about the options that they've got there as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're the two that from the, the NFC that I could see slipping back a bit. Yeah, Carolina is an interesting one. It's not really one I, I considered yet, but say like if Cam if Cam goes down or we get the bad Cam, it's yeah, it does look bleak for the Carolina Panthers. I, I mean, I pretty much agree with the Bears, although I'm I'm shocked and devastated that you didn't um, didn't feel like Kevin White and Marcus Wheaton were the uh, one-two punch in the wide receiver core that, that everyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think team... I'm still waiting for Kevin White to show up. Oh, I was I... so excited when he came out of college. I was like, oh, he's going to be a player. Yeah, he's going to be a player. Yeah, it hasn't happened, has it? He's just. I think. I think the ghost of Kevin White's got more chances of getting catches this season than Kevin White himself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with uh, your Texans, and obviously, yeah, just to mention uh, the, the the injury stuff on there that obviously applies to the defense as well. Yeah, the defense is a big part of that team. So if there's if there's injuries there to work to JJ Watt or uh, Merciless um, or Jedevon Cloudy, um, then they, they're yeah. going to struggle. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, the Buffalo Bills, I don't expect them to do a hell of a lot this season. But again, I, I didn't really expect them to do a lot last season and they still managed to get in the playoffs. But I think this is the, the year it kind of falls off the bandwagon, especially if, if all the McCoy stuff gets in the way and the, you know their season's already tainted before it, before it starts. I hope it's not true. Um, I think, obviously, still in the fact-finding kind of stage uh, about what, what's gone on. But certainly, if you think about um, who the guy, Reuben Foster, uh, it's, it's just been hit with a two-game ban. Even yes. he got cleared. It's similar, similar yes. kind of things there. Um, so just well, hopefully, and I think this is it's a it's a real shame because all of this is suddenly tainted with so much. And then you've got the NFL coming in and making decisions as well based on whether something is true or not. And it's uh, yeah, it always seems exceptionally messy. Uh, yeah. And I think it's one of those things. You know, it's as simple as if he's done it, he shouldn't be on the football field again ever. Um, and if he hasn't done it, then I hope that it's proven that he hasn't done it and yeah. that it doesn't impact his career and he's tangling with the Buffalo Bills until there's more information that's really hard to see either way, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, no one, when this kind of stuff comes out, no one no one comes out well and there's no positives ever to take from it. It's always a bad, you know, it's bad PR, it's bad publicity, but also, you know, there's people's mental health at stake here, there's people's lives at stake as well. So let's just hope this, you know, it's damage limitation, it doesn't really cost anything, anyone too much. But um, yeah, move, moving on then. So let's let's talk a bit, before we get you out of here, Cameron, a bit more of fancy football. Uh, you, are you a big fancy football fan? You know, do you find yourself drawn to Jaguars and 49s players or is there any players that you like or dislike? I think at the moment I'm avoiding 49ers players and I have been for a couple of years. Um, I think that there's... there's 
the players that I do tend to go to, I was always going to Alan Robinson. Um, I kind of, I thankfully went off him last year, and then of course he got injured, so I kind of dodged one there. Yeah. I, I sitting thinking about it from an offensive point of view, there's three wide receivers on a tight end that I always try and pick up, and obviously the tight end is Gronk. Um, if he's there in the first round for me, and I'm a late first round pick, I'm rolling the dice on Gronk because he is a game changer. You know, he will outscore your wide receivers in a standard league. Um, even in a PPR, to be fair, there's a lot of wide receivers he'll outscore if he stays fit. And there's the big caveat that goes with him. Um, the other one as well that I tend to always go to, and I've been stung before, is Julio Jones. Julio Jones is one of those guys that he is by far, for me, the best wide receiver in, in, the, in the league. Um, but he's got injury problems. And I think there's also been a problem there for a long time where he's been so standout at number one that he's always in double coverage. Mm. So he's always up against two defenders, yet he still manages to put up the numbers. Yeah. And then you'll get the odd game where he will just disappear or Matt Ryan just won't be quite firing, or they'll go to the run game more than anything else. And he, from a fantasy point of view, he's a, a wobble. Um, from a, If you're looking at it purely from a playing point of view, if you're a Falcons fan, Julio Jones is always doing something for you because he's taking two defenders away from somebody else who's yeah. able to get the space. Mm. And that can get mixed up between their backfields, you know, with Freeman and Coleman. Um, they obviously use Gabriel a lot. They've got Sanu. Uh, and obviously they've got Calvin Ridley now, so Ridley's got a real opportunity to come in and have a really solid first year if he can establish himself as wide receiver two, more likely wide receiver three initially, but could take that second slot. Mm. And then there's the other two that I do, Jarvis Landry in my PPR leagues. So Jarvis Landry in PPR is gold. Um, he just, and, and he has been, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens to him this year, because at the Dolphins, he touched that ball repeatedly. Not necessarily always catching up, a lot of yards but in PPR it's all about receptions yeah. and he got you a bunch of them mm. so you know he's certainly one that in PPR leagues I'll always have my eye on him and then Michael Thomas you know whoever Drew Brees is thrown to most you got to pick up um, he's uh, again I think a boomer bust this year I'm thinking he's going to boom I think he's going to be a really big player this year um, I think that Brees has got maybe one or two years left so they're really going to be going for it and I think that Michael Thomas is going to be key to any success that they have in New Orleans. Yeah, and no, certainly in the Julio Jones, just to go back on there, I yeah, certainly I think, think he is a candidate to, to have a, a whopper of a season this season. Like I say, he still had well over a thousand yards last season. Only had, the, I think it was the three touchdowns, but... I think uh, in previous podcasts uh, I've mentioned about you know the, the when when Atlanta had um, Kyle Shanahan for the first year they struggled the second year they bounced back and had that record breaking season uh, that got them to the Super Bowl obviously last season was the first one under Steve Sarkeesian I just think that there'll be a bit more regression to the mean for Julio and Matt Ryan and that at Falcons offense in general I think that that's kind of a, an offense you want a piece of uh, I mean I really liked Sanu yeah. going into before the draft but then you know picking Calvin Ridley it's kind of a bit of a fight there for number two um, if you like but Sanu obviously working out the slot um, could also do a job but yeah Julio Jones I, I certainly think quite a lot of people will be off him this season and I'm quite happy to pick him up you know sometime I've seen him go as late as the late second round uh, where, where I'm quite happy to pick him up if he if he's there um, Gronk not a big fan of a oh, bit 100% of, yeah, if he's there in the second round, I'm taking him. <laughs> Unless yeah. Gronk's there, then yeah. I'll take Gronk. <laughs> yeah, no, Gronk, Gronk, I think, kind of splits opinion and, you know, all the off-field off stuff this season. I know he kind of kicked up a fuss, but that was obviously just to get paid. But, yeah, he's had a few injury troubles. But, yeah, he is very much a game-changer at the tight end position. Um, he's not really put someone I've ever had on the team. I'm, I'm very much a late tight end uh, not a, I wouldn't say a streamer, but I always pick up two towards the end of the draft, and there's obviously people that I've got this season. I, I just think that I prefer a stud uh, in the first or second rounds at, at running back and wide receiver to make me feel happy because I'm never ha if I take Gronk in mock drafts, I always find that I'm never happy with my team because I, I don't know I'm just not used to doing it. But um, yeah, yeah, Gronk's very very popular with the majority of, of people. And I say everyone everyone's got their price if he's there at the end of the, the second round, uh, early third, I'll, I'll take him there as well. But um, yeah. So do you do you have any particular leagues you like? You you're more of a fan of PPR. Do you like you know super flex type stuff? You know what what, what kind of leagues do you enjoy the most, if any? So I play in a number of different leagues, but they all fall into three categories. So I've got your standard NFL normal league, non PPR, straight up one quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. Yeah. A couple of those leagues that are nice and simple, the casual amongst friends, a bit of banter, a little bit of trash talk. Uh, no one takes it too seriously. Um, I'm then in an individual defensive player league, 
nice. um, which is a bit more competitive and adds a different edge because when you start looking at the defenders, they can really make or break your week. Yeah. Um, the scoring in that league as well, I've still never quite figured out. The guy that's in charge of it has got some odd rules. Um, and, you know, you can get some unusual outcomes, put it that way. Yeah. Um, I have both made it to the final in that league and I've been like third bomb. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's the one league where I probably struggle for consistency. In all the leagues that I'm in, um, with the exception of one other one, I've pretty much always make the playoffs so i have been quite lucky with my fantasy football and um, the one that i just started last year that's been really good i didn't make the playoffs in year one was dynasty league and hmm. um, and i'll be honest i was i was the second highest scoring team in the whole league and didn't make the playoffs and um, six out of ten teams made the playoffs so i finished seven that is brutal with the second highest scoring team the uh, schedule was not kind. No, that's brutal. That yeah, that's uh, very brutal. The schedule was not kind. <laughs> yeah, the IDP, the IDP for people, our listeners don't know, IDP is individual defensive players. So you can, you know, there's a whole host. You can pick cornerbacks, you can pick linebackers and linemen, and you get points on tackles, sacks, interceptions, fumbles, and that kind of stuff. And yeah, like you say, there's some weeks where like some defensive players will get 30 points, and it's just like because they did like 10 tackles and yeah. one interception. That quite, it, it can quite, it can exponentially spiral out of control quite quickly for defensive players. So where you know you've got a really good offensive team if your def- defensive players let you down you can still lose and it's actually, it's actually quite frustrating um yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah but it's, it's good to it's definitely. good to have a little flavor and like i say um in, in part of the fundraising i'm trying to do i'm trying to get um, a league going where it's called it's called the hexa league so you have six different leagues you have 12 the 12 same managers for each six six leagues but you have every different flavor uh do it for charity and then depending on where you finish in each of the leagues you get it's a points based system top most points at the end of the season uh kind of wins but it has like your idps it has your super flex has best ball ppr and it's going to use loads of different sites loads of different scoring systems just to it's kind of a, a, a really intense fantasy football league and again trying to raise some some yeah. funds for good money uh for for guys over here in in the uk so quite looking forward to trying to get that kind of off the ground and running so uh, if you if you want a really intense challenge and you're up for it, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll ping yeah. an email your way. It sounds like sounds like a good amount of work. I'll be honest, it's one yeah. of those ones as well. So I've never dabbled into other sports. Um, I think that Paul Paul is a big baseball fan, um, and I think that you know he would probably dabble in the the baseball side of things. I've I'll be honest, you know I'll watch a bit of baseball, I'll watch a bit of hockey, uh, I'll watch a little bit of basketball, but I don't know nearly enough. No. Um, to, to be able to do anything decent. So, um, yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Now. I'd be intrigued to see how that one works out. I'll yeah. be watching closely. It's be very, yeah, very intense. I mean, baseball, I mean, I don't even know what's going on in baseball and I don't even know how you make a fantasy game out of it, to be quite honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a yeah. Con- concept. Baseball has never been a concept that I've kind of got my head around for fantasy, but um, I'll, I'll leave that to everyone else. But it's, it's very popular over in the States. So my, my, my timeline on social media is full of... Uh, and, uh, what is it? Uh, baseball chat, chatter, and I don't know, the yeah. only name I know is Mike Trout. That's because everyone else says Mike Trout and Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. But um, yeah, no, not 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 for me. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll stick to me uh, me NFL. But I always overindulge and getting involved in too many leagues. But I'm trying to hopefully yeah. ha- haul it in a bit this year and just have have like a couple of leagues. I'm actually doing. Um, have you ever heard of reality reality sports online where you offer player contracts and salaries and all that kind of stuff as well? Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm having a double. I've never in... tried that. But, no, um, I'm intrigued by that. That feels like the football manager approach to um, doing the NFL fantasy games. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm having my so, first double at that this year, and it's it's going to be quite interesting. I've probably bit a bit out of my depth there, but we'll we'll see. I'm just going to give all the money to Ezekiel Elliott and then see how we go. But <laughs> um, <laughs> there we go. Cameron, been lovely to have you yeah, on, buddy. And um, as I say, I look forward to listening to when you're back on the on, the, on your podcast in, in August. But um, I wish you all the best, and I hope you hope you get to where you want to with that. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, and uh, wish you all the best with your pod as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll say we'll, we'll some no doubt cross paths again at, at some point in the future, and say if you're ever at a game, give us a shout, and uh, we'll we'll catch up and and have a bit of a laugh. Will do. That would be brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate it. No, you're welcome. Take care, Cameron. Cheers. Cameron Hobbs there. Um, really great to, to speak to him. If you want to get in touch with the NFL Scotland guys, um, you can get them on social media, Twitter at Scotland NFL. 
Um, yeah, really appreciate uh, Cameron coming onto the show there. And if you you yourself want to come onto the show, you, know, you enjoy the show, you want to talk about absolutely anything at all, get in touch with us. Um, you know, social media at Full Ten Yards is Twitter and Instagram. And again, why not take advantage of the Voice Bite? software that we have um say so go on our social media and find the voice by it uh, i will stick it on the on the website as well full 10 yards.com as soon as possible a couple of clicks just leave us a 15 second message on why what you want to talk about who you are where you're from and we'd love to get you onto the show you know this show is all about having decent conversation about whether it's fantasy football is it about a certain team is it about a certain you know news story or just anything in general we'd love to hear from you um coming in the next couple of weeks like i say i'm going to be going to the clive clive valley blackhawks uh, against the aberdeen roughnecks um, nfl britball game and so if you're if you're coming along to that game give us a shout and come come say hello love to chat football with you and going to have to be doing some articles, trying to do some more articles uh, this weekend and next weekend. Got a couple of those lined up. Lee Wakefield is going to join us on the next podcast. I'm going to be talking first round busts and late round flyers. So keep on your eyes peeled for that. If you ever want to play a game of Madden, uh, give me a shout. Uh, Xbox, um, my gamer tag is up for the party. Um, don't laugh. It's <laughs> it's uh, my university gamer uh, tag and email kind of stuff. So. That's that's why there. And again, like I say, watch out uh, the start of August. We're going to be doing a Britball week where we're going to be getting uh, loads of coaches and some players on from various different teams up and down the country. So if you have a question for any of those guys or any of any of those teams or anything in general about, you know, are you looking to get into Britball over here? Um, you know, are you a youngster that you know, is, is intrigued and wants to find out more? Come give us a shout and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. But uh, yeah, very, very excited to get some teams on that show so look out for that and i say if you want to get involved in our any of our fundraising uh, ideas competitions whether it be fantasy league or a pick'em competition um, please let me know get in contact with us and we'll we'll get you on the list as well but that's going to do it for today's show thank you so much for joining us and we'll be in back on your in your ears very very soon being the great words of kevin cadle it's bye bye for now bye bye for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com